You're listening to Snow Life, a National Post podcast featuring true tales of the Canadian winter. I'm Monica Rosecca. Well, it's over. Not winter exactly, but the podcast. This is our eighth and final episode. We're going to look at winter wimps this episode, or how, as Canadians, we seem to have this idea that we're a hardy northern people, able to withstand a harsh and cold climate. But really, how much do we complain about the season? How does it shape where or how we live? And how many of us would just become snowbirds if we could? That whole idea of skipping winter completely and just moving south is a dream that a lot of us probably have. There's a new kind of Canadian snowbird now thanks to telecommuting and working remotely. Forget the white-haired grandparents sitting quietly on the beach. Vanessa Hervatin spoke with Dave Dennison, the president of a packaging company, who is able to winter down south without retiring. How long have you been vacationing or spending significant amount of time in Florida? We've well, and I don't even use the term vacationing actually because I, I work from the home office here. We've been coming down for for four years. We started off at one month, then went to two months, and now we're up to three months. It's my company. I own seventy five percent of it. I've got a a partner in uh, in New York that owns another twenty five percent of it. We're based in in Burlington, but my manufacturing is in Montreal and New York. So the way I was looking at it initially was that if I can run the companies from Burlington, which is not where the manufacturing takes place, I could probably run it from Florida. And sure enough, it's working out just great. So what was it about being in Burlington during the winter that was so horrible that drove you to you know, try and run from Florida. (laughs) Well, I used to enjoy the winters a bit more when I was younger and would be going skiing and whatnot. But as the years went on, I got tired of slipping around in the snow and all the slush and muck when things start to melt and then freeze again and the cold started to get to me more and more. And it probably gets to us more and more. The longer we stay down here, the harder it is to deal with the cold back home. We're in Naples. and, And one of the things we love, it's a, it's a, what they call an active lifestyle community. There's there's tennis courts, golf courses, uh, lots of um, food festivals and parties around the um, the main pool, which is like a uh, a resort type of pool. Uh, lots of social activities, pickleball, all kinds of things that that just keep us busy and and help keep us healthy longer. Hopefully. Okay, what on earth is pickleball? <laughs> it's a fairly new sport, but it's. It's like a cross somewhere between ping pong and um, uh, and tennis. You know, I tore some ligaments in my shoulders uh, back in Ontario, having snowball fights with the kids a couple of years ago, actually, the grown kids. And I tore a ligament in my shoulder, and since then it's been much harder to play tennis. And so pickleball, as goofy as a name as it is, it's, it's a good, fun game. It's not as jarring on the body as tennis is. So safe to say it's more relaxing to be in Florida at this time of year? Absolutely more relaxing, more comfortable. And that's the big thing is uh, just uh, more comfortable. As, as I'm talking to you now, I'm, I'm walking around outside with the gardens and it's very nice and lush and I don't have my Canada Goose jacket on. <laughs> jealous. I'm very jealous. So what's the, what's, so you're, you're in your, we'll say, we'll say mid fifties, right? Still mid fifties ish. Yeah. What's the, what's the demographic like of the other people uh, in your area? Do you find a lot of people your age, younger, older? We're probably on the on the, the younger end of the, the scale, but there are people that are, are younger than us. There's several people our age that are in similar circumstances to me where they have a uh, a job that, that can be mobile. So they, they're doing similar things to myself as just working from here. We were out for dinner with somebody in my industry 
who's moving down here from, I think, Minnesota, and he's going to work remotely from here, whereas before he was working up in Minnesota. Do you genuinely feel like you live like a healthier, better lifestyle when you're down there than like wintertime over here? I do. Obviously, there, there's a cost to, to doing this, and um, that's part of the, the mental justification I go through with myself is that if it makes me, if it keeps me healthier, then there's there's a lot of value in in that. And so because, like I say, I can I can get up and go for a, a bike ride. I can the the, the health club here is, is just a walk away. We'll go for workouts. We'll go kayaking. You know, we just have a much more active lifestyle as compared to how we would be in the in the winter back home. Do you ever feel like in any way that you're, you're like chickening out of winter or that, or that, like, do you feel bad for the rest of us or, or how do you feel about that? Well, yes, I, I do feel bad for particularly my employees. I feel a little sheepish when I'm talking to them from the, the lanai. That's what we call the, the screened in porches down here that everybody has. And I've got palm trees behind me and I can see out their window. They've got snow behind them. And, and I do feel a little sheepish and bad about that. But I certainly, I don't at all feel that I'm thickening out from winter or anything like that. I feel very uh, blessed that we can that we can live this lifestyle. I remember you telling me that you usually come back around April, so probably the right. most of the cold is over. But have you ever kind of walked off that plane and it's been freezing and you're like, oh no? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It's even before you hit the ground. It's when you're above the ground and you see all the snow on the ground and go, oh. I don't want to have to deal with that again. But typically when we drive home, it's a gradual getting colder and colder. We leave here in shorts. We usually take three days to do the drive, do about eight hours a day because we're we're in the very southern tip of Florida, so it's about 24 hours. But the first day we leave in shorts, and then the next day we may have uh, long pants on, and then by the end of uh, the trip, we've got our coats back on. Um, I remember my, uh, my 30-year-old son, when well, he's turning 30 this year, he was here down here last year. And um, as he was leaving to come back, we were taking him to the airport, to the plane. And he said, oh, I don't want to go home. I want to stay here where everything is perfect. Oh. And that's kind of how it feels. So should we all should we all be trying to get a job where, where we can spend three months of the year in Florida? <laughs> I would highly recommend it. Yes. I spoke with director and writer Gary Burns about winter whining. One of his most famous movies, Way Downtown, is set in Calgary. And even though it doesn't take place in winter, it really reminded me of how a lot of us kind of just give up on the outdoors this time of year. So I reached out to him, and sure enough, he had a few things to say about winter and how the cold has shaped Calgary life. There's the four of us in on the bet. Randy, Sandra, Kurt, and myself. The deal is, who can go the longest without going outside? This is made easy since the downtown clump is all connected by walkways. In theory, we could go without fresh air till we retire. <sighs> For those of us who haven't been to Calgary, here's what Plus 15 is like. It's a great system, kind of. As an architecture thing, you kind of look at it and go, wow, you know, the whole downtown's connected by these above-ground walkways. The big problem, of course, is, uh, like, if you want to go point A to point B, they're not very efficient because they kind of wind through from building to building so if you're just going two blocks east or something you may end up having to go you know one block north and then two blocks east and then you know cut back kind of it's hard to describe because i guess one thing is they're built over the years right so there's new ones that are kind of really wide open and kind of splashy or flashy really bright and then you'll get some that are kind of dingy and kind of 
have low ceilings and have brass and oak or some sort of like 80s. So you really get it. It's not like it's one big branch, like built all at the same time. It's all kind of piecemeal. They were basically built so that people could go for lunch without putting their coats on. I've always been against them because, you know, it's, it's, it's this idea that, you know, you live in winter and it's a horrible thing to be avoided. Despite being built with winter in mind, the skywalks seem to have had other impacts on city life. In Calgary, people still use them in the summer, too, because it's expedient, I guess. And it does really damage the street life of the downtown. I mean, they've actually designed buildings so that there's not any streetscape at all. Because like, all the food fairs are also up on the second floor. Look at this plus 15 level. So... So people go for lunch, even if you're going to lunch in another building or a few buildings over, you'll still stay up in the plus 15 realm. So it really kills the street life, obviously. You know, I think I'm probably imagining, oh, would it be great if you had a, a downtown that had some character to it? <laughs> if you lived in a condo with a parking garage, you could technically drive to work, park underground, head up to work, go for lunch, go for a smoke break, and go home again without ever stepping outdoors. You could become a mole person, basically, because of the idea of shielding people from the outside when it turns cold. And that seems to be what Gary is frustrated by. You know, it's a winter country. I mean, you're, our family, like, we, you know, we ski and we skate and, like, we got schnooks here, right? So sometimes it's actually, you don't want them because they melt the ice, you know, the snow melts. They interfere with winter activities. But if you listen to the media, they're just like, oh, my God, it's cold out. And as soon as a Chinook comes, thank God there's a Chinook. You know, we're going to get a break. It's funny because it, it sort of develops this kind of, I mean, I think, this false fear, you know, which leads even to SUV purchases, you know. I mean, it seems like everyone's got the big SUV because why do you need it? You need it for those, you know, eight days a year when you might need a four-wheel drive. You know, it's really self-defeating. Gary is a big proponent of just going outside in winter, putting on your hat, and dealing with it. So does he have any advice for people who would just rather stay inside, or those of us who feel the cold and then just complain, complain, complain? The one thing about Calgary, you know, it's sunny all winter. So even if it's cold, you know, we don't, we have a super sunny winter, and man, you just got to get into it. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, other than move south, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? Like... It's the griping is what really bothers me. Um, and I can't see it helping you get through winter by complaining about it all winter. You know, it seems like shift gears and, you know, find a way to enjoy it. I went skating a couple days ago. It was the only time I went this past winter. I don't think I've gone the last three or four winters actually which is kind of sad because I used to really love skating as a kid. I thought, okay, I'll go. Do a turn around the rink with the recorder on, get some background noise for my last send-off, and then go home. So I started skating, and the rink was full of people. There were kids everywhere, little ones learning to skate, and even a pair of teenage girls who wouldn't move for anyone. They just kept together, an inch or two apart, gossiping the whole time and barely pausing for breath. After a couple times around the whole rink, I thought, okay, that, that's good, I've got enough background recording, I can go home now. But then something happened. I wanted to keep skating, so I just kept going. It was cold but sunny with a blue sky, and I was surprised at how much I liked it. I didn't have an epiphany on the ice or anything, 
I just think that, yeah, winter can be kind of terrible. But sometimes when you make a little bit of effort, it can be pretty nice, actually. I don't want to sound all Pollyanna, but I think you just kind of have to power through. Maybe take a few tips from Denmark and get a ton of candles and drink mulled wine. Or don't buy that ugly black parka that will just be another dark blotch on the subway. Every child at the rink seemed super happy and bundled up in really bright coats and mittens and snow pants. I watched a kid fall over and then slide a bit on the ice. His mom just laughed and threw some snow at him. There wasn't a whole lot of whining going on, and honestly, griping about the weather can be just as bad as the weather itself. Winter is almost done, and I don't mind that, but I do think it's worth trying a little harder next year to not wimp out because of the cold. Maybe even go skating more than once. Snow Life is produced by me, Monica Rosecca. Soundwork show theme and logo by Bryce Hall and technical support by John Richardson. Special thanks to Aaron Valois, Jordan Tim, and Eileen Donnelly for editorial support and all the reporters who helped interview guests throughout the series. Thanks for listening.